You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Brian Fanzo, iSocial Fans here. And we have a little fun uh, walk down uh, memory lane. And it's really because today hit me as it's actually been seven years since this kind of uh, the first kind of interaction happened. And it kind of connects perfectly uh, into uh, what we're going to talk about here on the podcast. And, you know, I really want to set the stage in the sense of we have to understand not only what the NFT you know, community and culture is all about, but also you know, what are the things that we, we stand for? How do we create you know, great culture, great community? What does leadership look like in this space? And you know, I think it's easy when lots of founders are getting millions of dollars overnight or lots of advisors or coaches or whatever you want to call it um, are, you know, are working with all of these different projects or because someone happens to have a, a, you know, a fancy uh, PFP, we assume that they, they know what they're talking about. But I think the real core values of someone, right, and like their track record and history is such an important aspect. And I, and I thought it would be a great one to kind of walk us down a little bit of a, you know, memory lane. And, and I'll start, you know, the, it was 2015 for those, you know, where we can kind of set that stage. And, and really in 2015, and so like in 2015, you know, I actually was attending South by Southwest for the second time and uh, excited to go there this time. First time I went there really uh, mostly tech. It was a short in and out visit. And of course, you know, South by Southwest being uh, one of the largest events in the world. Those that haven't been, it's in Austin, Texas. It takes over blocks upon blocks upon blocks. It covers, you know, technology, music, uh, entertainment. And over the years, some of the biggest brands like Twitter of course, made their debut at South by Southwest. And that's kind of like been a big, uh, you know, coming out party for a lot of events. And and really that year, uh, 2015, seven years ago, was the year uh, Meerkat came out, which was a live streaming, you know, app where you could live stream um, from your mobile device. And I had done a lot of live streaming uh, and I got lucky. I kind of was exposed to that platform the week before South by Southwest, where most people didn't hear about it um, until they were there at South by Southwest. And so, you know, it was, you know, seven years ago, I, you know, for me, uh, I was kind of showing up as like the guy, you're know, trying to stand out from the noise, get to know people, network. Um, I was also there because I was speaking on a, uh, on a panel at an event. I was also doing a, a kind of a round table uh, fireside chat at a, at a session. And, and for me, it was kind of overwhelming, right? The South by Southwest, I ended up being there for 10 uh, days uh, you know, as a whole. And, and I love in-person events, you know, especially, you know, as a, a full-time keynote speaker. And of course, leading up to that, I was a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk, which, you know, many of us know. And, and I, I like to say like jab, 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 right hook. The book, which is right over my shoulder for those that watch on the video, um, is a, a book that changed my entire view of what marketing was. Up until 
really reading that book, I looked at marketing as like sales enablement and, and a lot of things that I really wasn't really too attached to. And the idea of jab, 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 right hook, right? Give, 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 and then, you know, make your call to action or make your pitch or make your acts was a big deal. It was a big thing for me. And so I was excited that Gary was actually speaking there um, at the event for the very first time. So I went to his keynote and it was a you know, packed house. I remember I was standing along the wall and he gave a, a, a fantastic keynote, right? a, a really uh, great conversation around digital transformation and, and social media. You know, and then we ended up making our, our way over uh, to the, the session, which was uh, he had a fireside chat with uh, Jack Welsh. And they had told us after the keynote, don't worry, Gary's going to have time to shake hands and take selfies, but he has to be rushed from the keynote directly to the next session because he, he was doing back-to-back. One was a keynote, one was that fireside chat with Jack Welsh. And I remember, you know, I was like live streaming it on Meerkat as we did back then. Uh, and I remember it being just a, a fantastic uh, discussion. And of course, you know, as soon as the, um, you know, the, the actual you know, presentation ended, uh, you know, Jack Welsh and them stood up, they kind of waved. Jack went behind, you know, the screen and Gary walked, you know, to the front of the stage and he sat on the edge of the stage. And I was, I, I believe I was in the first row for the actual, uh, you know, presentation. And I remember being just like, watching the swarms of people come to the, the stage as Gary was there. And, and as Gary was doing, he was kind of like, you know, people one by one were going up, they were saying nice things. And then they were kind of taking uh, a selfie with Gary, you know, while they right there on the stage. And of course, I was going to take advantage of that. I had Mir- I was live streaming on Meerkat. I had interacted with Gary on, on Twitter, on social media a couple of times uh, prior to that, but really had no interaction, you know, other than social media. And it's funny enough, like, you know, this is a view through actual the Meerkat view. You know, I went up there and I was like, what's up, Gary? You know, I social fans. He's like, oh, I, of course I know you. And he asked like, oh, how's, you know, how's the Meerkat audience? And he kind of talked to my phone. And, you know, we ended up taking like, you know, like everyone does take the selfie. And I was like, sweet. And as I was walking away, uh, I, I was probably like five feet away. Gary yelled, hey, Fanzo, Fanzo, actually hang out with me. You know, wait for these uh, to get done. I want to run something by you. There's something I want to uh, talk to you about. And I remember being like that feeling of like, wait, he knew he like remembered me enough to know that he wants to do that. And I'm so glad it happened. Not only, you know, I'm very blessed that Gary gave me um, some time uh, afterwards. That's actually not the lesson of this, uh, of this, pro- of this one for uh, the podcast, because I will tell you the lesson is actually much bigger than that, because I stood there and I stood, you know, over where a bunch of Gary's team was. I just watched one by one, these people come up and Gary like locked eyes with them, made them feel heard, took a selfie, the next person came up. Well, about, I don't know, it was probably about 30 minutes, 20 minutes into Gary doing all of this, someone came over the loudspeaker at the event and said, attention everyone, uh, we understand, you know, Gary wants to take his selfies, but we have to move, uh, we have to turn over this room, the next presentation needs to get here, and I'm sorry, hopefully you can catch Gary uh, another time. Uh, Gary, why don't you come with us backstage? And I remember this, and I remember it clear as day, as Gary stood up right then, and there was a big like, kind of groan, because there was probably still, I don't know, 80, 90 people um, in line that were you know, waiting to get Gary's attention. And he's like, hey, 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 everybody, I'm going to go take my mic off but go right outside the door, get in a single file line, be, be, be nice to each other, and I'll make sure I get to each and every one of you. And I remember being like, that's really nice of him, but like, there's no way he's going to, like, what? And I will tell you, he went outside, and I, I was like, well, I'm waiting. He asked me to wait. Gary V asked me to wait. I guess I'm going to wait outside. 
And I remember like kind of looking at Gary, kind of interacting with these people one-on-one. And I'll tell you, if you were at that event and you were lucky enough to interact with him outside, you got much more one-to-one attention. It wasn't swarmed in. But as I was watching that, the line started to kind of grow at the end because there were people that were like, wait, we can, we can wait in line to go talk to Gary Vee. There were people that weren't even in his session. And so it, it was, I mean, I would say it was probably I don't know, maybe an hour or so worth of, uh, of time it goes by. And, and I ended up, you know, kind of getting to hang out with uh, D-Rock, who was, uh, D-Rock was a, you know, intern at the time. Uh, and D-Rock was capturing video. And I remember like, I'm like, D-Rock, like, does Gary do this every single event? And he's like, yep, every event, make sure, you know, they say hi and take selfies with every person. And I remember like kind of sitting there talking to, to D-Rock and I was like, man, that's what, that's what I want to do. Like that's when I, when I get to that level where, you know, I have those long lines after uh, my presentation, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I also give people their attention like this. And it, it was like an hour before that line kind of like went down. And then I was lucky enough that I got some one-on-one time uh, with Gary. He was able, uh, we went on a little walk. He ended up giving me um, some advice. Unfortunately, I didn't really take a lot of his advice. One of them was about writing a book, which seven years later to the day, I still have not done that. But uh, nonetheless, it was really powerful. And like for me, it made, of course, made a big impact. It made a big impact because Gary kind of called me out. It made a big impact because I got to watch how Gary interacted with his fans. But I will tell you, you know, I still had to speak. I was still, uh, I was on a panel uh, later that, that the next day at the event. And I remember telling the story to so many people, speaker friends, others. I was like, man, you should have seen what Gary was doing. Like, I mean, he got done with Jack. He had given a keynote, sat down with Jack Welsh. After that, he sat down and he took his time with each and every person. And what I heard over and over again was, well, you know, he's at that point. He's getting so big. Like, you're not going to see him do that next year. You're not going to see him pay attention. Like he, that doesn't scale. It, you know, it's kind of ridiculous. And and or they would say things. Well, that's hustle culture. Eventually, it's going to catch up to him. You know, you know, he's going to burn out. Something's going to happen. You know, and for me, I've been very blessed. You know, I've I've been able to speak at a, a lot of events with a lot of people that I've looked up to. Like for me in my career, uh, Guy Kawasaki was who I really built my career after. Uh, he was the technology evangelist for Steve Jobs and Apple. And I got the chance to have lunch with him. I got the chance to do some live streaming uh, with him at an event, Social Media Marketing World. Robert Scoble, which was the other technology evangelist um, that I was able to kind of wanted to model my career after, who had the job at Rackspace and Microsoft that I always wanted. Uh, I got to hang out with him. I've become uh, you know good friends with him. I've had a chance to meet the likes of like you know Michael Dell and Damon John and, and get a lot of one-on-one time with a lot of these people, including Gary over the years. Right, I was actually going through some of my photos. Uh, you know, thank God for Google Photo. Uh, I was able to just type in Gary Vaynerchuk, and it went through my entire uh, you know backload photos and found all of the photos. Um, that I had taken, you know, with Gary or ones together. And, and you know, and for me over the years, right, this was 2015 South by Southwest. I had just launched in 2014 my business. In 2015, I had just started speaking for, you know, professionally uh, and making money speaking. And for me over these years, you know, I've had the chance to interact with Gary pretty much every year. When I look back at the album, we were at least at the same event, you know, one or two times uh, a year. And I always got to have like kind of one-on-one attention uh, with Gary. But I will say like, I didn't get a chance most of the time to get like kind of like to see that mob mentality or see a lot of the things that were going on. But there were a couple exceptions, right? And there was a couple of times where I got to, you know, hang out with Gary, but then also witness this like, kind of experience, right? Where 
when Gary comes outside, especially where events where people are big fans of his, they will kind of mob around him. They will ask him questions. And everyone that's followed Gary has seen like D-Rock captures a lot of this stuff on video. The thing that you don't really see and the thing I, I, I think that started to dawn on me over the years was, you know, what Gary's doing is not only giving access to him, but he's making people see, feel seen and feel heard. Now, when I was telling people about that in 2015, there was a lot of naysayers, a lot of haters saying, Gary can't scale, that won't live. And over the years, I've not only, you know, been blessed to like, you know, not only continue to follow Gary and interact with Gary on social, and I'm not going to make any, like, you know, say that we were friends or anything, but like, I, you know, I was part of some of the book launches. And one of the things that I found really interesting was that, you know, he not only made every person feel heard and seen, but he also went out of his way to make, you know, things like Ask Gary V and a lot of like interaction uh, across, uh, you know, the different platforms or across the different worlds. Now, I know for a lot of people, especially in the NFT space, their first interaction with Gary Vaynerchuk was V Friends and his launch into V Friends, or maybe it was, you know, uh, you know one of the more recent books, uh, you know, from Ask Gary V to, uh, you know, to the, you know, the 12 books or, you know, because for me, the first exposure was, uh, Crush It was the first one I read of the books, but really it was, you know, jab, 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 right hook. But I say this because let's fast forward till November, November of this past year, and it was at NYC NFT or NFT NYC. And I got, you know, uh, invited, I got VIP access to the, um, you know, Beeple documentary uh, with Gary. And I was, you know, got to go, go there and hang out. I got to talk to a lot of the team with Andy and, and so many of the great people um, at 1.23 p.m., and Gary ended up coming over and I've kind of told this story a little bit that, you know, grabbed me by the shoulders and he was like, do you feel it? Do you feel this energy that's, you know, this is like what it was back in 2015, back in 2014 that we felt with social media and we're right at that same cusp. And he's like, you got to embrace it. You got to lean in fans. And he's like, this space needs you. And I remember feeling like, man, that's, I mean, I was pumped. I was, I was excited. And, and I got to watch the Beeple documentary. Um, and that, of course, inspired to do this podcast and the, to buy an NFT every single day because I saw what Beeple did with a thousand days worth of art. And I was like, what if I could buy an NFT every day? And that way you don't have to have your money involved to learn this space. You can come on the journey, right? You can look at what we're buying. You can track it. We're going to do updates. We're going to do some Zoom calls to give people some updates. Here on the podcast, we're reviewing some of the, the NFTs that we've bought. And, you know, right now, you know, we're at 125 NFTs, 125 days in a row, we've minted an NFT from that event. But I will tell you, there was something else at that event that blew me away, right? And it was actually at the, he did a pop-up wine event, which actually he had done in 2014 um, at South by Southwest that I was able to, to um, you know, attend, but I wasn't anywhere in earshot of Gary. And I will tell you, this wine uh, pop-up event in New York City was massive because not only was it people at the event, but it was people that are fans and friends of Gary. And the line went around the corner and I showed up a little bit late, so I was deep in the line. And I was telling people, I was like, we're, we're lucky because this is a Gary event. And I was like, don't worry. Even if we don't get in, Gary's going to come out and talk to people. He's going to make sure, you know, he's going to make this right. And I will tell you what happened was it took a long while to get into this event. It was definitely much bigger than expected. But about every 20 minutes, Gary would come, in, come from the inside of the event and walk down the line, shake hands, give high fives, take selfies, and like interact with each and every person. Now, this is six and a half years 
after that first experience where I got to witness that firsthand, where when I started to tell people that story, they were like, uh, he, he's going to get too big. He's not going to care. That's not the interaction he's going to have. And I remember I tapped him on the shoulder when he had walked by, you know, he had walked by us at the, at the event. I was like, hey, I need you to meet my buddy, Drew. Drew works with me. Drew's a big fan. And of course he stopped immediately, went over and talked to Drew, took a selfie um, with Drew. And I, I was like, I was smiling. I was really, you know, uh, proud. And, and part of it was, no, I wasn't proud that, you know, hey, Drew got the, the, the selfie. I was glad that happened. But for me, I had like the biggest nostalgia ever. It was like a flashback. And it was like this like moment to me that really the Gary V that I witnessed that was building a community that was caring about people, that this is before you had Vayner speakers and, and Vayner sports and Vayner NFT. And, it, you know, this was, you know, kind of when it was just Vayner media back in 2015. And of course, Gary's brand was large and had his, his authorship. But I will tell you, his commitment to making sure that people are heard, they are seen, his commitment to doing what others aren't for the most part. I've been around a lot of amazing big name people from celebrities to speakers, some of the biggest you've ever seen, and a lot of them aren't willing to do the shaking the hands, kissing babies. Or if they do it, they do it for the first 15, 20 people. And I will tell you, if you're wondering why V Friends, and I'm, and I'm not a holder of V Friends, so I'm not pumping a bag, but if you're wondering why V Friends and, you know, when people kind of came out and were talking about, you know, I can't believe people are buying that much money for this art and it's Gary's doodles and, and sketches. Gary wasn't selling the NFT, in my opinion. And he wasn't even really selling VCon. He wasn't even really selling, you know, V Friends as like a brand. He was actually selling the fact that he is a person that cares about the community, that understands the business, that believes in every word that he preaches, that stands behind the things that he's about. He is not afraid to be himself and you know, defend, you know, hey, he might cuss more than people like. He might talk about hustling more than people like. But I've always stressed with people that if you just take it from the surface level, Gary's gonna be a different person for you than if you start to listen and learn and kind of lean in to what this is all about. And so for me, the reason that this is such an important lesson in this NFT space is that I think it's easy for us to get a big head because of the NFTs we hold. It's easy for the NFT projects and the founders to make excuses to why they're not accessible, why they can't be on Twitter spaces, why they can't be as involved in the Discord. But I look at those as excuses. I look at those as if we are truly building a community, it's not about being everywhere for everyone. We have to, we have to balance you know, our mental health and, and kind of figure out that journey. But I will tell you, when you watch Gary's content and you, you go beyond the hustle, beyond the you know, selling V friends, beyond the massive team that he has, really it comes down to not only does he care, but he, he really goes out of his way to let you know that you are important and that he cares about you. And I say all of that because when I think about like the future of this space and I think about, I think about me in 2015, going on this journey in a weird way, I didn't take Gary's advice in 2015. Maybe I was too naive. Maybe I was too stuck up my own way and said, no, Gary, I don't need a book. I can prove you wrong. 
maybe it was because I hadn't figured out like kind of my, my lane or, or what that was all about. But I will tell you, being able to witness that, anyone that's been to any of my events, you know that I, like my tagline is I like to turn uh, you know, hashtags into hugs and selfies. And I, I will interact with every single person at an event. And it's inspired by what I saw Gary doing seven years ago on this date. But even more so than that, it's been to watch someone that's at his top of his game. And he has haters. He has naysayers. He has people that were fans of his but now try to break him down because they either don't like his approach or they're jealous that he made it and they didn't, or they believe there's always this underlying, you know, whatever it may be, or maybe they don't like the New York of Gary, whatever that may be. With all of those things, the craziest part about it is the same Gary that I met at South by Southwest in 2015, that's the Gary that you're buying into when you're buying VFriends. And so when I say that I want to buy NFT projects that are doxxed, what would be the dream? The dream would be that I got to meet somebody seven years ago as a founder of an NFT project and come with them on the journey and know that I can trust them, know I can believe in them, and know that when they say that VFriends is going to be the next, you know, it's going to be a legacy brand and he's building for 50 years from now, it, I don't have to say, like, do I trust Gary Vaynerchuk? It's the proof in the work. And we really need to hold our leaders in this space to that standard. We need, it, it's not that they all have to be as, you know, as big as Gary Vaynerchuk. It doesn't mean they all have to be great public speakers. But I do believe they have to have a track record of building trust. They have to, have, they have to be willing and committed to open communication. I mean, the amount of people that their day, their week, or month is made when Gary retweets them or, or replies to them. And even for Gary Vaynerchuk, it doesn't cost him anything to hit retweet. Retweets are, are free with no gas, even for Gary. And I think this like, lesson to me was so important because like, I, I look at the NFT space for me as the culmination and the intersection of my entire career and everything I've cared about. I believe I've never felt more comfortable with my, knowledge, with my past experience and my future goals and mission of what I want to accomplish being right here at my disposal. Between the podcast and speaking and, and future NFT projects that we're launching, like Meta Athletes later this month and, and things that we'll be launching this summer and those that hold the Superfans NFT, you'll notice that, you know, I don't, and this is the, the part that I'll kind of wrap this on, is that Funny enough, when I asked Gary, one of the things I asked Gary seven years ago today, I was like, Gary, why did you follow me or even remember me when I was there at that event? We were standing outside. And I remember he said, he's like, Brian, I respect when you disagree with me or you push back or you challenge because you're not doing it to get my attention. Rather, you have strong convictions and you believe in, in doing things kind of your way in many, in many cases. And he's like, I don't want you to ever forget that. And it, it hit me, and I, it's, it's rung true seven years, that it wasn't because I kissed his, you know, I, it's not because I kissed his ass, but rather I was true to myself. And I respect it, and I give credit to Jab, 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 Right Hook for me going from not really understanding marketing or believing to going all in. And I also will say when we're in there in New York, and like I, I've said this before, there's no way this podcast exists if I don't go to New York. There's no way I'm buying an NFT every single day for a year if I don't see that Beeple documentary. 
There's no way that I will kind of would understand the true essence of smart contracts and the power of the blockchain if I didn't put my ETH in my wallet and almost mint a vFriends version one. But with all of that being said, for me, the beauty of this whole space is that I look at this as a, an opportunity for us to listen and find the harmony between technology and humanity. That's my life's work. That's what my goal is. And I will tell you what Gary Vaynerchuk has done over these years and his ability to continue to scale, to continue to do a lot of the things that he believes in while also staying true to what I witnessed six and a half years after I witnessed it the first time. To me, there's nothing else like it. And I would challenge us all. How are we showing up for everyone? Not just those that have lots of followers, not just those that are in our alpha you know, chat or our alpha circle. How are we making sure that everyone feels heard? Everyone feels a part of what, they are, what they're all about. Gary gives all year long with free content and engagement and, and celebration. And usually his asks are buy 10 of my books or I'll give you an NFT for every 12 books that you buy. I did that. I have one of the book games NFTs. I bought 12 of Gary's books. I still got 12 of Ask Gary V books that I need to, to give away. But I'll end it with this, is that for me, the beauty of NFT projects is that you can continue to build on them. You can add utility. You can add value. You can, you can uh, find new ways to you know, not only make the community grow online, but grow offline. I know Gary's doing that at VCon, hopefully. Um, we can make that happen. I can get on stage there at VCon uh, with Gary and even share this story. But I think most of all, I think what is really this is all about is it's not about the technology and it's not about the art in many cases and it's not about each individual's, but it's really about finding our people, being able to come together, build together, grow together, and really build that creator economy that I talk about so often. And so I just want to say shout out to Gary, shout out to the team, you know, everyone, you know, from D-Rock to Brittany to Andy. To, I mean, they're, they're, it's been so cool that a lot of the people that I met in 2015, some were interns, some weren't even part of the team yet. They became part of the team. I got to, you know, uh, you know kind of build and kind of see what, where this all has gone. And, and I believe wholeheartedly that not only do I believe VFriends is a blue chip and VFriends where it's going is going to be a staple brand like a Disney, like a Nike in the future, but I also believe that Gary and his commitment to all of us and making us feel seen and feel heard will go as long as his body and life kind of let him go. And I'm committed to doing the same here, not only with the podcast, but with everything that we're a part of. And I just hope that one day that I can look back on that same standard. And I know and I'm thankful that that little moment of being able to stand there and watch that in 2015, and then watch it again in 2021, to me, tells you all that you need to know. And the question now becomes, how are the NFT projects that are launching or have launched, how are they telling these stories? How are they showing that they've been there for people, that they care about a community, that they are driven by business, that they understand what it takes? Because none of this is easy. There is no easy button. There's no way to you have your intern or your assistant you know, do what, you, what Gary has done outside of events and you know, for each person that reaches out to him and, and becomes a part of it. 
But I think the beauty of that is when you build a great team around you and you let them handle a lot of those other things, it allows you to do what you love to do best or do most. And for me, that is, you know, connecting great people with great people to do great things. And I think that to me is what NFTs open up. And that's what NFTs are all about. So until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not financial.